Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Right, let's rock and roll. Uh, clarity, 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 clarity. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking get the right equipment now because I want to apologize to the listeners. Uh, I know I sound like shit on my end when Andy and I do the podcast over the phone because uh, he has the proper equipment and I'm literally just talking into my phone. But I'm, I'm, I'm making a vow that Andy is going to order the equipment for me. And we are going to get me the proper equipment so I don't sound like I'm fucking talking to a drive-thru. Yeah, it is a little drive-thru talking sound. Yeah, and I hate it. But we fucking we're, hate it. Ordering a nice shotgun mic, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be better. So Yeah. Uh and at the first of the year, hopefully we'll we're figuring out some other things so we can have video uh even when we're not together. So Yes. Well, uh, still a work in progress, yeah. baby. You never reach perfection. These are two old people trying to do new people shit. Yeah. Speaking of old people, um, well, we got to tell them where we are. Well, well yeah, we're in Arlington, Texas. Arlington, Texas. Arlington, Texas. Uh, um, which is basically Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah. Area. Yeah, so that's where we are. Um, but I want to jump on something real quick. Uh, last night you told me Charlie Pride. Yeah, he died. He died uh, of COVID. Well, he had COVID, right? COVID. They said he died of COVID. Right, and you said some funny shit last night where you said, uh, I don't think... COVID killed him. I think it's because he was 87. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 80, 80, 86 is going to get you. And 86 isn't old, but when right. you say 87, 87, 88. Yeah, 86 89, is old, too. Yeah, 89. 89. I, I, How many people do you hear who, who are 89? And then if you say 90. Well, yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, man, it's somewhere between 70 and beyond. You on Santa's lap. You Se- on you on you on death's lap like Santa kid on Santa. Claus. I'm going to give you seventy seventy four. Sounds right. I think manageable. And I'm not saying that you're old. Some people stay in good. But mm, once you old. but once you get into those seventy plus, right? Okay, yeah, we're we're playing we're playing on house money. Listen, uh, Andy and I. I know we we talked about this uh, during that early stages of the podcast. When we were in Kansas City, um, uh, and 
for Thanksgiving, and we were talking about old age and stuff. So oh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to beat the beat the same horse again. But I will say this, dude, because when you, because again, I was talking to my mother recently, and she kind of jarred me, man. Like she was like, uh, "Yeah, son, I'm 70 now, and a lot of my people and my friends have gone, and I know I'm just around the corner." And and it's not like I, you know, obviously we know you don't live forever. Uh, we all gotta go. But it was my mother, you know what I mean? The woman that, that yeah. birthed me and that I've known my whole life. And to just hear her say that so casually, like like she knows, upper room. She, she about to be in the upper room, nigga. And it just threw me because it was like, God damn, I, 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 I could lose my mother any minute. Um, and I, I just, again, I, I just, just got to thinking about it just sucks being old, man. It just, it really does. And I'm thinking, at what age do you figure, all right, it's my time? Because once you get 70, 80, and beyond, and you just can't enjoy, you're alive technically, but you're not living. Everything's too loud. Your body hurts. Most of the time, you want to sleep. You can't enjoy speed, a fast car, a concert. You can't eat nothing with grease. And once you can't fuck no more, which at that point you're unfuckable, it's time to go. <laughs> it's not that you're unfuckable. It's the people that will fuck you. You don't want to fuck. It, it, two, you just look like a like two melted candles, candles. nigga. <laughs> it just it's it's over. It's not appealing, dude. It, it's all in your health, though. If you're healthy, seventy's uh, not old. Seventy five's not old. Seventy seven's when you're healthy. You know, I saw that dude. Um, Who's the dude who wrote uh, All in the Family? Oh, Norman Lear. Dude, he's 90-something years old, and he runs around Hollywood like he's sp- spry, like in his 50s. No one wants to suck Norman Lear's dick. I- I'm not saying that, but he's having a productive, happy life. I know life. what you're saying, but damn. <laughs> damn. Dude, don't you think there's, there's, there's going to be a time when fucking isn't the, isn't the end-all, be-all for you? No. You, you think no matter you get, yeah, no, no, no. you know what that means? That means you're gonna live to like ninety nine. Who me? Yeah, shit. You get, and, and your dick's gonna stop working at at seventy two. Well, then upper room me, nigga. <laughs> upper room me. Fuck that, man. That's the most enjoyable act in mankind. When that is taken from you, it's it's over, baby. Time to go, nigga. Uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, Let's get into some good shit. COVID. Let's get into some good shit. Uh, yeah, let's do it. So this might be, uh, folks, a two-parter because um, we're gonna we're gonna go over some of the greatest scenes in movies, and through the power of our magnificent, talented Steve, uh, he's gonna edit these these clips so you'll hear a snippet of the scene, and then we're we're gonna talk about it. So without further ado, do. Let's dive right in. All right, so uh, this first scene, of course, people, uh, is from one of, I think, Leonardo DiCaprio's best performances in Basketball Diaries, where he's getting, trying to get his uh, mother, who's played by Lorraine Bracco from The Sopranos. Clearly, Tony, you're very angry at her. I can't do her the way (laughs) Deborah Wilson did in The Sopranos spoof. 
Um, but she play he play she plays his mother, and he's trying to get her to give him money for drugs, and she doesn't want to help him because she don't want to feed the habit, and it's breaking her heart. So. Hey, Ma. Hey, Ma. Hang in there, Ma. Ma, is that you? Yeah. Ma? Ma? Are you there? Yeah. Hi. Hi, Ma. Hi. Hi. Listen, I need you to help me out, all right? I need you to give me some money, okay? I need you to give me like $5, like like $20 or something like that, because I'm in some trouble. Ma? Do you hear me, Ma? Yeah, I hear you. I, I can't help you. Okay, listen. What you gotta do is give me some money, okay? Jim, I can't do that. Why not? Mom, you know I'm, I'm not gonna do anything with it. I just need, I need to go out of town for a little while because I got into some trouble and I need some help with it. Okay, so you gotta give me some money, Mom. Can you hold my hand? Yeah, Mom. Hold your hand. Mom, can you give me some money, please? Mom, can you give me some money, please? Stop f***ing around. I can't. Mom, give me some f***ing money, please. What are you doing? I'm your son. I don't have any. Mom, don't f*** around like this. Give me some money. Mom! Come on. Let me in the guitar. Oh, my God. Oh, Do you have a hard time watching it? Let me in. I need some money. I need some money real bad. Dude, um, that's tough to watch, man. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I haven't seen that movie in a gazillion years. And when I watched that clip, uh, and I watched it two days ago to try to prepare for this. And I was tearing up, dude. And I'm trying to fight it now. That's tough. That's that's how good his fucking performance was. Because, you know, obviously if you got kids, you're, you're like, you don't want to support your kids hurting themselves. But it's still your kid. Yeah. So you also don't want to deny your kid. So to see your kid in pain, knowing you can't do nothing about it, but knowing if you enable them, then you're just as fucked up as them. That's it was powerful. And he, Jesus, Leonardo is a motherfucker, dude. Yeah, and this is uh, this is when he's obviously a lot younger, right? Uh, and I still don't think he found his. I, there's moments in that. I mean, I'm, I feel everything that you just said, but there's moments in there where it isn't the Leo that we have now. Like his acting has, has even gotten better than it was then. Right. 
And so there's just moments in there where I was wondering if he would have watched it. He goes, man, right there, I'd like to just Oh, I'm sure. It. Yeah. I'm sure there's always something you look at and go, I could have, or maybe I... Just a little bit here, a little bit there. Right. But the scene's powerful, and I like what you said, though, about, you know, as a parent. Because as a parent, if your kid is fucked up on drugs, you are also fucked up on drugs with them. Not that you're right. high, but you have to... You, you Your soul bears that. I, I think it's an impossible place to be, and I, I had a little bit of uh, drug experimentation when I was younger, and I just right. can't even imagine what I was doing to my my mom. Right. You know, my, my dad, my, my stepfather, he was a little harder as a person, so I don't know that he would ever showed me what that affected, how it would affect him, but I'm sure that it wasn't didn't make my mom happy. And when I watch that, that's what makes me sad, isn't just watching Leonardo, but looking at the mom and going, man, I fucked with my mom. And, you know, later in that same clip, she calls the police and says somebody's breaking in her house. And then while she's still on the phone with the police, she's still hearing him agonize from on the other side of the door. And she reaches for a pocketbook and takes out the money. So no matter how much it's killing her to know that he's killing himself and she's calling the cops, she still later commits to giving him the money. But but th- th- that's that's why I'm saying you're in, a, in the addiction too because in her head, she's not going to give him that money for drugs. She's giving him that money because he said he needed to get out of town. So she's going to justify right. that in her head. Right. I'm not giving him money for drugs. Hopefully he takes this money and he goes out of town. Even though deep down she knows. She knows it's drugs. Yeah, but that's that's part of the cycle of being involved in someone's addiction. That's when you when you, when that that's that's the whole, that's the whole part. That's the part that just. Craig, do you ever watch this uh, show called um, uh, Shameless? Have you ever seen Shameless? No, no. That's that show with uh, what's my man's name? Great, uh, well, great actor H Macy. Yeah, William H Macy. Yeah, dude, that show is all about uh, codependency and addiction. But it's a comedy, right? It's a comedy, but it's all about codependency. It's about a family uh, that grows up on the south side of Chicago. And yeah, it's very funny, but, right. but the root, the root of the show is is really about being codependent, right? And uh, and how you move away from it or move more into it, and um, it, it's really I think it's a well done show. I actually like that. Right. I actually watched this is the last season that's out right now. Let me ask you, um, and before I ask you, because it's it's almost the same thing with whether your child is is addicted to drugs or on an even worse scale. You know, you see where, you know, some mass murderer or sick fuck is in court for, you know, committing a heinous crime and their parents are there. And, 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 and you know, you know your child is, is guilty of this murder uh, and this heinous act. And they're going to jail. And, of course, as the parent, you're sorry uh for the victims, you know, you, you you apologize to the to the to the uh, victims to the victims' family uh, that your that your child is a piece of shit. But nonetheless, it doesn't change the fact that you still love your child. Your child. Yeah. Um. So that being said, if your sons were Leonardo DiCaprio and had that drug problem, do you think you could not give them the money? Honestly, because I, and I think that you could. I think more people would answer this way because we understand a little bit more about addiction now and how things work. Right. I think that 
you know, you would have your kid come over and you would have them basically uh, kidnapped and brought to treatment because right. uh, you know that you cannot not give them the money. If, you, if, if they're there and you're going to let them leave, you know that the person... Not, not, not every people. Some people might be better at it. I think it would be very difficult. I saw her situation in this movie, and she, 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 she couldn't help, so she couldn't hurt by giving them the money. Is is basically, I think, what what comes right. down to it in her head. But I, I think today we we would go, uh, okay, let him come in here. Let me get your money, and at that same time, you're calling the dude to come over, and who's gonna right. wrap your kid up and take him to whatever treatment facility because you know. That it doesn't end. It doesn't end well if, right. unless they get help. And even with help, it still may not end well. But then you can at least feel like uh, whether, whether, you're, whether the, your child was receptive to it or not, but you did everything that you could do. You know, I noticed the one thing about, and I know I, 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 we've mentioned this, these actors that have been around for decades that are considered iconic, De Niro, Pacino, Denzel, Jack. Early in their careers, when they first, you know, started, up until they reached iconic status, they weren't caricatures yet. No. And and you know, Pacino, of course, everything is yelling. Yeah. You know, De Niro. I, De Niro. I, the only thing about De Niro is the face. You know, you know yeah, that yeah, face, yeah. but but he's not really and, and, and this right, right. You, you know the face. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> um, Nicholson, of course, is yeah. again. I don't do a good Nicholson, but you know it's Jack. And it's, it's the eyebrows. It's, yeah. it's the eyebrows. Denzel, I say, has become the mouth. You know, all right. You can't see it, but you know he's the stroke mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, Leonardo seems to be the only dude who's never become a caricature. There's nothing about him where you go, that's a Leoism. Like Sam Jackson, we go as motherfucker, yeah. and 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 as I, I was actually listening to, uh, uh, Patrice on Opie and Anthony do the movie segments, and he goes, uh, it actually was it was Anthony that said it, the cadence of Sam Jackson, but the boom, the bang, a bang, I'm danga damba doo doo, like that cadence is Sam Jackson. So again, with Leonardo, nothing seems to have. Made him a caricature. But I think with him so far, he hasn't, but that doesn't mean he won't. Right. And as, as you get older, you start playing. As you get, I think as you get older, there's roles that they put you in that, are, that you have already shown how to play that role. And so that, that becomes part of the character, the roles that you play. Right. And it, it feeds into you being that character. Right. Uh, I think with Leonardo, look at because he started off so young, he can't play that character as he gets older because now he's older. And then he's never played like the same. The Wolf of Wall Street has nothing to do with the uh, with, with Django, the right. Django character. God. So that 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 arc, if you can keep yourself from doing anything that's similar, you right. can't. You don't develop. The, would you agree with that? You're an actor. Would you agree with I, that? I, but that's the hardest thing, right? To be able to get different kind of roles. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Pacino does different type of roles, but the common denominator is a yell. Well, he yells in everything. Yeah. Well, the uh, but but is it really a different character? Think about it. The the, the football coach in any given Sunday. <laughs> that's the real a lot of yelling. Okay, but isn't that the same character as the, uh, the what was it? The military guy in. Uh, Son of, Son of a woman. woman. Isn't it the same character? The, the military guy is the guy that's telling you how to do things. Right. 
the coach Coached is the guy together. that's telling you how to do things. But but the lawyer is not the guy that's telling you how to do things. But he goes to the court and he's performing for the court on how you're going to do. I see what you're saying. It's, it, I, it, there's a common there's a there's a through line is a better way right, to say it. Right. Where what's and you still haven't seen the Revenant. The Revenant has nothing to do with a, any of it. And as a matter of fact, the Revenant. What, what, what's amazing about it, if you ever do see it, it's the lack of uh, of words that is actually what makes that movie work. Right. Because he's acting with his body, his face. That's a completely different role, again, that he's taken. Right. Um, man, there's something about him. When I watch him, like, I never put him up in that category. But then, as I'm sure it's going to come up again, Wolf of Wall Street. Well, dude, yeah. Wolf of Wall Street is one of the things that, one of the clips we're going to talk about. But as I'm sitting here going over his filmography in my head, because as I was looking for looking at the clips, I also ran across uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. So it's like between Gilbert Grape, Basketball Diaries, Wolf of Wall Street, Django, I'm quite sure... The rev, reverend is it called? Reverend, 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 yeah, reverend, reverend. Yeah. That's Yo, funny. this motherfucker's a beast. beast. He really He's is a beast, dude. And, and again, when you think of the iconic actors, the ones that immediately come to mind, my, I always got to go by first three, which is again in basketball terms: Magic, Michael, and Bird, Denzel, Pacino, De Niro. Leonardo's got to be four. Well, got to be four. The thing with him, though, there's this, there's there's a movie that that I really see the change, um, which is Catch Me If You Can. Right. Because in Catch Me If You Can, he he starts off as a younger as a younger person, Kid, yeah, and then he you he kind of grows through that, and right. even at the end of that movie, you still see a little bit of youthful, the youthful guy. Right. But I, I felt like that movie, I got to see him. Um, play multiple it's the same character but i mean he you watch him grow you watch him advance yeah that movie doesn't blow me away it doesn't but i know what you mean it, but it don't blow me no, away it's not a it's it's not a great movie it's not one of like the right. best movies that i've ever right. that, that i see him in. i wouldn't put that in any of them but it was just in his filmography I, that's kind of where i saw him become start to become the adult right and he's always taken different roles from that point because I have I have nothing bad to say about him. I really don't, and I'm not like I'm trying to come up with bad things to say about other actors. It's just that you know I can critique certain things, like you just said, becoming a character hasn't ha- it hasn't happened yet. But I think as he gets older, right, and those roles that are all kind of written for people that age who go to those movies, it's inevitable for it to happen. I think if he were going to do that, it would have been done already. I don't know because the people that I know who haven't done that are uh, who's my left foot guy, uh, Kevin Bacon. No, no, the, the uh, not left foot. Uh, he, he was the artist with his left foot, and then he was uh, in the movie about oil. Uh, there will be blood. There will be blood. I mean, no. I, I love that I know that there's people who's listening to this right now screaming out uh, the name of the guy. I have no idea who you're talking about. Daniel Day Lewis. Oh. He, but he doesn't. But that, he's more of a character actor. I know, but that's a guy who won't even take a film unless it's completely different from what he's doing. Right. That's why he's not a movie star. Gotcha. Because he's he he's only there for the art form. All right. Um, we're gonna take a pizza break and come right back with more movie review scenes. All right. This next clip. 
uh, is from our man in regards to, well, we, it's really about Sam Jackson, but well, we're talking about the scene, so we might mention both. Uh, Sam Jackson and um, Matthew McConaughey, A Time to Kill. Um, when Sam is telling Matthew how to get him off in front of this all-white jury. Very powerful scene. Uh, I, I, I think you should rephrase it. Trying to get him off sounds wrong. Especially in a jail cell. It does, does no, okay. <laughs> it? Does sound horrible. All right. Uh, here we go. CJ, you think just like them. That's why I picked you. You one of them, don't you see? Oh, you think you ain't because you eating clothes and, and, and you out there trying to get me off on TV talking about black and white. But fact is, you just like all the rest of them. When you look at me, you don't see a man. You see a black man. Carly, I am your friend. We ain't no friends, Jake. We on different sides of the line. America is a war. And you on the other side. How a black man ever gonna get a fair trial with the enemy on the bench in the jury box? My life in white hands. Black, African American, no matter how you see me, you see me as different. You see me like that jury sees me. You are them. Now throw out your points of law, Jake. If you was on that jury, what would it take to convince you to set me free? Um, that 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 was acting. Now, and you know what made me? I, I didn't realize it till I went over that movie in my head. I think that's the one movie where he doesn't say motherfucker. He's not Sam Badam 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 Badam. And and incidentally, someone sent me the email. The movie you were talking about was Changing Lanes. Changing Lanes. I, I don't think I've ever seen that, but I gotta see it. It does have a little bit more of his cadence. Right. But it, it, but it's a it's an it's an acted movie. It's right. a, it's not it's not trying to be snakes on a plane. Right. These motherfucking, motherfucking snakes. snakes. <laughs> Um, but that 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 was powerful. That's a scene right there. That's and and you know it, it's not even till you really realize what he's saying where you go in some sick way. Wow, that makes sense. And some twisted, it shouldn't even be that way type of thinking. That's a great strategy. You mean an honest, honest way of presenting it in terms of 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 what he said? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you say it's sick, but it's it's probably one of the most honest scenes in a movie. No, absolutely, it's honest. Yeah. But it, what I'm saying, the sick part is that it's it's like that. that yeah, that you're, yeah, the truth is sick, but that's the reality. Right. The way it was presented was uh, was really powerful because there's obviously you know the, the we all know there's more to that scene. Right. That's a powerful scene. I love when he said, um, "What you think? Because you eat at Claude's and you." What else did he say? Because you eat at Claude's and you uh and you're not like them, but you're like them. Like like in other words, like, you know, 
so many white folks think that just because they embrace certain parts of black culture, yeah, Listen that to they're them. not yeah. like them. And while you might not be like them in the sense of, yeah, you ain't burning no flags, you ain't wearing no sheets, you ain't saying that people should be discriminated against. But you think like you them. think like them. You come from that world. Yeah. So it's man. Yeah. I mean that's that is the reality. And I think that that's why that's so powerful is because that is one of the most truthful things I've ever seen in a movie. Right. Where it's honest. Well, you know, and 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 the scene that I was going to play before I ran across that one was uh the courtroom scene. Where, of course, he does the powerful thing where yeah, he right. describes the rape and, and then he ends it with, now imagine mm-hmm. she's white. white. But I, but that scene is, is I still think the courtroom scene is the most powerful. Yeah. But that's right there, too. I forgot about that scene. Now, that to, to me, well, that scene, okay, the courtroom scene doesn't happen without that scene that she just played. Right. Because he had to get him to understand what they, how, how he was thinking. Right. So that he could present, and that's what he did. He presented what he was thinking uh, to to that jury box. There's a great moment in that scene where, as as uh, Matthew McConaughey is explaining the rape, and he says something about uh, they got on top of her, beer, drunken breath, destroyed a tiny womb, whatever chance she could ever have at giving birth. And Kevin Spacey does a neck thing. Where he and the look on his face, the body language, language as he swung his neck from left to right was like, "We just lost this fucking case." He knew at that moment, as as it was being broken down, fuck. Now, n- not to go off where we are right now, but you brought up Kevin Spacey because he's right. doesn't he get a great actor's nod or because of his situation, he doesn't get shit because as an actor. Yes, yeah, it's it's almost like the Cosby thing. Do, does his body of work no longer count because of the heinous act? Because the body of work is still a body of work. So, look, from an acting standpoint, Kevin Kevin was a beast, <laughs> you know. And incidentally, this is how funny. This is what's great about comedy. Even in the darkest of times. There's a joke somewhere. I was reading the comment section, and someone wrote, uh, as Matthew McConaughey is wrapping up that courtroom scene, and of course he ends it with the famous, now imagine she's white. Somebody wrote, what if if Matthew McConaughey went, now imagine Kevin Spacey is gay. (laughs) And then someone else went, instead of, now imagine she's white. Now imagine she's all white, all white, all, all white. white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, comedy, comedy gives you that room. But what's funny is, and this is where we are today, is people come to the show, come to shows, and that's what that room is for. Right, and then they do the opposite. And they get mad. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking idiots. Um, you know, you, you, we mentioned while we were uh, enjoying our pizza... Uh, talking about Sam Jackson in terms of acting, you brought up uh, Sidney Poitier. Yeah, um, iconic and uh, and those those roles transitioned. Right. Um, he was as important 
not as good looking, but as important as Denzel for his time. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. He was the Denzel, obviously minus the dashingly handsome looks and sex appeal, but he was the Denzel of that era. Yeah, but he might have been more important. He, I think he's more important because he broke through. He was, he was the first to be a leading man in, in a movie. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He was the, the dude. dude. Yeah, so his... his so his... His acting, him being that actor, I think is as a black man in this in that business right. is he's the most important black character, black male to play characters that in in, in Hollywood. Well, forgive me, I'm gonna I should be slapped. Some of his most iconic movies. Look who's coming to dinner. Look who's coming to dinner in the heat of the night. night. Uh, what's the one? The fucking one. I think they did the remake on that was in black and white. Oh, uh, God. You're asking me to remember names and shit. I, no, not... I, I just, fuck. It's, it's one of his most iconic movies with Ruby D, a young Ruby D. It was in black and white. He was the struggling limo driver, father. Ah, mm. uh, no, I'm going to get it in the emails. I can't. Was it Raisin in the Sun? Yeah. Raisin in the, the Sun. Yeah. Raisin in the Sun. Um, And then you had brought up Bill Cosby. Some of his best and funniest movies was the Bill Cosby movies. Uptown Saturday Night, Let's Do It Again. I know there's one more. Um, and again, talk about being the straight funny guy. Yeah, Cosby was all, all I mean, obviously the, but don't boom. Yeah. But there were some scenes in Uptown Saturday Night and Let's Do It Again where for a straight man, Sydney made you laugh. And I'm sure Bill had something to do with that. You know, you, yeah. your teammate is Bill Cosby. Yeah. He's going to make sure you look good. But uh, some of those movies, man, and 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 that was during the black exploitation era. But I don't think those movies are considered black no, exploitation. No, but no, those are uh, those are real. Those, and those movies were made by Warner Brothers. Yeah, there, there were. I, 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 I'm, I'm hesitant to use the term. Those were real movies. When I, when I, what I'm trying to say is, because it, it sounds like you're saying the black exploitation wasn't. No, there, there were true Hollywood. Big budget Big films right. that were going to theaters, right? Uh, not and and released nationwide. Or uh, Bill Cosby also to the re- and I said that uh, he also had an impact though on television because he was that th- they had the well, I don't remember the television shows. I Spy, yeah, I Spy. That was that yeah. was the first too. That was a breakthrough to see it. And, and listen, man, a young Bill Cosby was good looking. Yeah, you know, and that was when he was young. With, with what's it, Robert something. I won't say Robert Wagner, but I no, think that's wrong. It's not Robert Wagner. It's Culp. Uh, oh. Culp. Culp. Robert Culp. Culp. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that was the Bill Cosby, like, why is there air Bill Cosby time, isn't it? Isn't that when why is, the album, his album, Why Is There Air? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not familiar with Cosby's oh. records, man. Dude. And I know that's probably comedy blasphemy, but I, Cosby I, never did it for me comedically like that. Dude, when I was, uh, I think, 10, someone played me. Cosby's Why Is There Air and they played me uh, I forgot which Cheech and Chong album it was mm. and like two days later there was a physical fit thing that we had to do at school and I had laughed so hard that I couldn't do any sit-ups <laughs> from the Cheech and Chong, Chong or Cosby both of them for oh. both of them and I, I think that's what helped me comedi- comedically enjoy comedy because those are two different kinds of comedy right, right. and I got those in the same day right. and it and, and I found both equally is funny. There's a stupid line in the Cheech and Chong. Uh, Cheech and Chong is completely different, but there's just this line in Cheech and Chong where they're sneaking into the movie theater, and uh, 
He's 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 backing up because oh, I'm sorry, I I have not done this in a long time, and it's here. No, the quarterback. The quarterback is toast. Okay, go ahead. Do you know how many people are going to be happy that you did that? Oh, especially my man and his girl. Oh God, I can't believe I had. To. It's always in my fucking room too, dude. I'm it's never you. like but, but it's your I, house. But I have not done that in a long time. It smells, man. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> we just had pizza, nigga. That was sausage mixed with pepperoni Brony. and uh, natural Jeez. ass aroma. Okay. Ass pheromones. Go ahead. Uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, oh no, the chicha chocolate. Yeah. This, it's just the stupidest thing. But this, this is like how my brain works and why I think I, I like things. That are off just a little bit. They're backing. Up, he's they're, they're sneaking people into the car in the trunk, right. and uh, they're backing up the car. And so you can hear them going over the bumps at the old drive-ins, where you know you, how they had those. Did you ever go to drive-in? Because you're no, from the was, East Coast. I, yeah, I, yeah. I just, that era. I just came after that era was done. There was humps where you'd park your car, and these humps that you could see over the car in front of you. And so uh, he goes. The, he got this parking space. He goes, "No, we got to let the people out in the in the trunk. So you got to move back." And you just hear him driving over the humps. Whoop whoop whoop. And right, so you right. know the people in the trunk are just getting the shit right, beat right, out right. of him. So he goes to back up against the the fence. He goes, "Let me back up close to the fence so we can let the people out, uh, or or to this pole or whatever." And he just goes, uh, "Back up." He goes, "A little more, a little more, a little more." And then you hear him hit the wall. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, "Right there." And it's just so stupid that right. it was funny to me as a kid. I just started. I thought all that shit was the funniest the stuff I ever heard. You know, I kind of pride myself on being very comedically educated. Uh, anything comedy, I try to soak up. And I, I've, I've, I'm, I'm going to take an F in this class because there's some things within the 70s comedic era I, I just I, I got to get familiar with. I've never heard a Cheech and Chong album. I've never seen a Cheech and Chong movie. Really? I, I, I again, Cosby never, never saw Up in Smoke? No, never. And, and I'm going comedically, like Mike Tyson when in his prime, he soaked up all the boxing black and white footage. He, he would watch fights with of Jack Dempsey, Jack Johnson. He just, he soaked up boxing. I'm supposed to be able to soak up comedy. Flip Wilson? Did you get Flip Wilson? Or did you kind of miss that? I'm, that was, again, that era. You were, you were a little young for that. Yeah, I was too young for that. But still, I should be watching that. Um, yeah, because Flip Wilson, I'm sorry, because we're talking about, I think, I don't know what we're really talking about. Are we talking about movies? We're talking about how things no, have no, changed. No, things. no, we, we're talking about yeah. movies, but, but how, this is leading from yeah. Sydney into the, some of the black parts of it. Yeah, well, Flip Wilson also changed the landscape. Of oh, I know he did. He was iconic for that time. Because he was on TV. He, yeah. He was, he was a black man with a show. Black people used to go, uh, what was the saying? Uh, something, I don't know exactly what the say. I can't remember the exact way it's worded. But there used to be a saying when black families would see a black person on TV. Like, one of us is on, and it was a big deal. Everybody would rush to the TV because it was like colored folk, you know. Uh, I wish I knew the exact saying. I've heard it a thousand times, but I, I just can't remember it right now. Uh, but that was, that was something that I, I, my parents and I would sit down and watch every week. Right. And, and, I was, and, and, you know, you would just look forward to him because he had the devil character that he played right and he uh he had the uh, geraldine character that he played i mm-hmm. mean it was just a uh it was it was ahead of its time too that show so uh, but I, I get what we're doing because i think we're looking at things that change the landscape culturally with either cinema or or television well my dad one of my dad's favorite movies that i'd seen a thousand times because he would watch it over and over was in the heat of the night yeah 
Um, and I don't know if you remember. Did you you saw that movie? Uh huh. I don't know if you remember, but what one of the scenes that made that movie so iconic, especially with black people, was the scene where the white dude slapped Sydney, and Sydney slapped him right back, because up until that point, you never saw a black person dare even raise their voice to a white person, let alone slap the shit out of them. Do you that that was that was huge? Do you know the behind the scenes part of that story? No. Sydney, uh, that wasn't written that way. Really? He wasn't. The white dude just slapped shit out of him without it being in the script? The sheriff is the one. Who, it's the sheriff that slapped no, him. No, it's not the sheriff. Oh, not the sheriff. It was the, 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 the guy whose who, property it the was. The property, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and remember, the, 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 the black butler in that scene who made that face like, oh, shit, I ain't mm-hmm. never seen this before. Uh, he was also in 227, not 227, Amen. That show with Sherman Hemsley. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the characters in that. They, uh, Sidney went to the uh, director and said that he couldn't play it that way. Who couldn't play it that way? He couldn't. He couldn't play just being slapped in the face. Right, I heard that. Yeah. He had to slap him back. He had to slap him back. Or, or the character didn't make any sense. That character wouldn't do that, and he wasn't going to play it that way. Right. And he obviously he won his argument. Bam. And, and let me say one more thing about Sidney and Cosby's movies before we move on. It, those movies, even though the, the cast was all black, and, you know, obviously a black exploitation movie, the cast is predominantly, predominantly black, but the Sidney Cosby movies didn't feel like a black movie, if you know what I mean. Right. It, it was a black cast. It was a movie. It, it was a movie, but it, was, it, it, it had a, a crossover feel to it it didn't feel like this is a black movie that white folks wouldn't be able to look at and relate to the story was written in a way that if you if you wanted to not that it would have been done at that time right but you could have done look who's coming to dinner and you could have replaced it where it was uh, a black family and and a white man coming to the house because the story was written in a way that wasn't that was a, a a true story like right. where black the black exploitation films had a a, a street gritty edge. ghetto I don't know, I hate to use the word ghetto but it just it's the difference between niggas that wear gold teeth and niggas that don't the black exploitation era felt like it was for niggas with gold teeth Sydney and, and Bill felt like it was for niggas that you know wore cardigan sweaters and you know it was for the Hollywood that was coming. That's what that film. Was. Okay, they're, they're, I like. Okay, I, I like that. How you phrase that? The Hollywood that was coming. Yeah, not, not just this little. We're gonna make a little genre and stick it over here for you guys. Hey, Jack, what's happening, baby? Man, that bitch over there. Those those black pl- pl- those black plantation movies <laughs> felt like it was for niggas that came from that. What it is, baby? Hey, this a groovy party, nigga. Where Sydney and Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Groovy party just got me, man. (laughs) Sydney and Bill felt more like, you know, hey, welcome to dinner. Would you like something to drink? You know what I mean? Because it was, it was, it was authentic. It had authenticity Authenticity. to it where it was a real, uh, this is our, these are real interactions, not uh, Blackula. Right, right. And and by no means am I, I want to make, be clear about this. I'm not trying to give the impression that these movies were sellout movies or whitewashed or it was every bit as ingrained into the culture and in terms of authenticity and and black culture 
it just didn't come off like some pimp shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I understand what you mean, but this, the, the, it's, it's also in the way that's written. Because think about it. When you go through the black exploitation films, right. Shaft, although it was part of the black exploitation uh, genre. quality. Right. So it didn't feel – you separate Shaft yes. from the other movies. Let, even let, though, let, me, let me give you some examples when I say it's a COVID potty, nigga. Sweet Daddy Sweetback's Badass Song, which I think what was Mario – Melvin Melvin Van Peebles was in it. Mario Van Peebles' father. Yeah, that felt like some you know nigga shit. Um, across 125th Street. Uh, uh, any movie with Pam Greer. Any movie with Fred Williams. You know what I mean? Those black, those gritty black exploitation flicks. You know, I, I'm I'm hesitant to say it this way, but those movies also had the black exploitation films also had uh, a touch, or more than a touch, of the way that I think white families at home imagined black black life. Right. You know, it was it was like this is what black dudes do when uh, this is because because of the separation. A black and white, like uh, uh, 125th Street, which right. is it? This is what's happening. This is what this is what it was like where uh, that movie was made, and then white people go see what happens above 125th Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah. That, that, here's a window into uh, uh, what, what niggas is like. That that's what those movies. And, and again, not to say niggas wasn't like that, but we were also like that. Yeah, and and you know this is where Cosby doesn't get the credit that he deserves because when he did his second stint on television, and he did the Cosby Show, that was saying, yeah, I know there's this in the black community. I know, yes, this is this, this is, right. but this is also us. There's the doctors and lawyers that are, are, there you are, go. are, are and he's always Sydney and Cosby's movies were the doctors and lawyers of the black movies. Yeah, they, they were the they were they were part of the culture. They were just as black as the other. Yes, movies, but they had a lifestyle that was different um, than the lifestyle that I think, if I can say it this way, that Hollywood or that genre of Hollywood was comfortable putting money in to say portray the black community. This was this they were more comfortable with. They loved a movie that was gritty. Right, and then when again, when you look at who the stars were, Sydney was the top of the crop. Yeah, and comedically, Bill had already proved his worth with I Spy, and you know a couple other projects, and comedically on stage. So they took two of the biggest and best and put them together. So, but top tier quality. But the other side of this is going to be people are going to come out and say what well, what we're saying right now, and then they're going to come out and saying, "Well, they just took crossover black dudes and put them into those parts, and that's okay, so that it, so that it was palatable." But I think that I hate that word palatable. But I because yeah. it seems like you're trying to go. Uh, we need your acceptance. We 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 want your acceptance. So let's make this palatable. But I think that when I say palatable, I'm looking at how 
a white executive may look uh, at it. No, I'm not saying you're yeah, wrong yeah, okay, in your assessment. Okay, okay. I just don't like that word. Okay, I get that. Right. But I think people are going to come at us with that idea that, but also when you are trying to make a, a change in the way, not only in perception, but in the way business is done, that's why you get Jackie Robinson to play uh, baseball because there's other better baseball players, but you needed a player that was going to be able to come in and you, take the abuse to make it to keep that door open to eventually get what we needed need to, to be. Get, yeah, right. Where that's what Cosby and and Sydney were to that Hollywood industry. Where if they they were they were very comfortable in making movies to exploit the black community. Right. But to make these movies, they needed people to be able to do a national release to the to the country. Right. They needed white people to come to the movies as well. Right. That's part of it. I, I, and listen, at the end of the day, it, it's all part of the it's all the ingredients that make up the great gumbo. So we need it all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I, I'm not downplaying any. I don't want I don't want anybody to think that I'm downplaying. Um, or saying anything disparaging about Sydney or or Cosby, that wasn't the point. Right. Sorry, that's all right. I'm just saying, at that particular time, these dudes were the dudes. But Sydney was also a great actor. That's the other thing that Oscar award winning that, that people will miss in this. That's what I'm saying. The the two top, top tier tiers. dudes. Yeah. So, um, but that's but that's good, man. Okay. So this last one for this episode, of course. Uh, you know, we, we, we've we've talked about this. We've covered this. Uh, but it, it, it's such a great scene. Um, of course, hey, you slay. So slide a little bit of rock out. Uh, this is when Mickey is trying to finally say to Rocky, I want to manage you. Before you said, I don't need no manager. But you can't buy what I'm going to give you. I mean, I've got pain and I've got experience. Well, i got pain I've got experience too. Listen, kid. Hey, look, yes, hey, Mick. Look, I need your help about 10 years ago, right? 10 years ago? Right. You never helped me, no. You didn't care. Well, if you wanted help. I say, if you wanted help, why didn't you ask? Why didn't you just ask me, kid? Look, I asked, but you never heard nothing. Well, I, I uh, I know I'm 76 years old. Took you long enough to get here. Ten years you come to my house. Huh? What's the matter? You don't like my house? My house stink? That's right, it stinks! I ain't no baby from you! Don't fall around me! Talk about your pride. What about my pride, Mick? At least you have pride! I ain't had no pride, I ain't had nothing. Legs are going, everything is going, no one's getting no nothing. Guy comes up, offers me a fight. Big deal. Want to fight the fight? Yeah, I'll fight the big fight. I wouldn't want to fight that big fight. It was going to happen to me. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. And you want to be ringside and see it? Do you? You want to help me out? Help me? You want to see me get my face checked in? Legs ain't working. Nothing's working. They go, go on, fight the champ. Yeah, I'll fight him. My face kicked in. Beast, man. Sly's a beast. And remember when we covered this, that's why I said Rocky 1 is the better is is the better movie, but 3 is the more entertaining. That's real acting right there. And the movie's full of moments like that. The thing about that movie, the, the 
Like I never give Sylvester Sloan credit for being a great a great actor. But in that scene watching it right now, to commit to that character, because that's not who that's not who he I mean, that's uh that's not how he sounds in real life. Close. But not, <laughs> close, real close. Yeah, but without the the like you and move my head stinks. Yeah. You give my fate the bridge beating. Yeah, you want to fight the fight, you'll fight the fight. But to commit to that character right. that way. Um but he knew that character. He wrote that character. That's why he insisted on playing right. that character. I would be hard pressed to see someone commit to that character and give that kind of emotion to that character. I, I don't know who would have done better than that. Right. I, I think about the actors of that time. I, I don't think anybody would have captured that. And and not to go straight off of him, I don't think that he's a great actor in other things that I've seen. Copland? You didn't think he was? Copland was better. Okay. You, th- you think he's a great actor? I don't definitely put... He, he would never be in the top 15... Damn. He could act, man. He can act. I'm not saying he right. can't act, but I mean I know what you're saying because it's like outside of that, you can't reel off a bunch of great acting movies because most of his movies have been action. There are action movies. That's what he does best. I mean I, I mean, just for instance, taking uh Beverly Hills Cop that was originally offered to him and he rewrote it and made it Cobra. Right. So that character didn't interest him in Beverly Hills Cop to be kind of a little bit more funny. Hey, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. <laughs> right? You know, he wrote it to be the, the other one. Right. So I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but that character of Rocky, right. I don't know who else could have played it that way. And it reminds me a little bit, though, uh, of Billy Bob Thornton when he played when, in the movie Sling Blade. Right, right, right. Because right. That, he knew that character. He had been playing that character. Right. He wrote that character. And then take Billy Bob Thornton out of... Sling Blade, he can he acts. He's an actor, right? But nothing like Sling Blade to me, right? And 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 I think that there's there's something about when you write a character, you own the character, you become the character, right? But Sylvester Stallone, I mean, you saw Fist after Rocky. Did you ever see Fist after no. Rocky? That was where he was the uh, um, the union leader, and he was. I don't even remember that. Yeah, man, that, was it bad? It definitely wasn't good. Was it, was it, was I it think action it, or was it acting? It, it was acting. And I think it was people oh, were expecting shit. a little bit more of a Rocky type movie. than Especially the, when you call it Fist. Fist. Uh, there was. Uh, that, so, that could so be a porno. Yeah. But go ahead. Well, and he wasn't a porno, too. That, <laughs> right, and that's the right. other thing that came out that kind of. Right. I don't know. He, he's, had, he's had an interesting career. But that's sometimes when we talk about this again. And I think this is important. This is fun for us because I like saying this. Actor? Movie star. Oh, he's a movie, movie star. star. Yeah, yeah. So, but there is no. You, he's a movie star that can act. He can act, but he's more of a movie star than he is an actor. An actor. I got you. That makes sense. Uh, but I, I like, dude. I, I, you know, you don't put out twenty-seven Rockies if you can't at least act a little, act, right. act through them. I, right. I don't know how many. I even forgot how many. Is it five? Was five Rockies? Six. Six. But that's one of them's Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and then the, the creeds afterward. Right. So, okay. So, yes. But out of all the, out of all these that we're going to review is greatness. Yeah, I'm looking for Victor Maitland. Yeah, Capricorn gentleman. Yeah, can you tell him you got Herblick Simplex Tin? 
<laughs> I'm thinking what else, how the lines in that movie with Eddie Murphy. Uh, God, I can't even. I'm, right now, I'm on, my brain is locking up. But yeah, that would have been such a horrific choice. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the the script was a little. I, I'm sure Eddie Eddie put his Eddie on it. Yeah, yeah. Herbig Sipix ten. That wasn't in no script. That was Eddie. <laughs> but it's it's just uh, uh, very yeah whatever. I just think that uh, when you do that, when you, I can't even get back on point now after what listening. Dude, to you. I, and I will say again, you just talk about in that scene. A guy who obviously has been kicked around, never got a break. Been shit on. Been shit on. That's every human being's identifiable experience. But not only is no no, I'm gonna I'm 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 not gonna agree with you on that, but I'm gonna come close to you on that. It's every successful person's identifiable experience. Okay, there you go. Because Well, well wait a minute, it's still even people who don't succeed, yeah, they live in that world. Yeah, and but they need, but people to be really truly, truly successful. I, I don't know if I should say it that way. I don't think that uh, um, Microsoft dude, uh, Bill, Bill Gates. Gates. I don't think that he ever uh, found himself in in this. I don't know. I don't know Bill Gates. Maybe he did. Maybe he had some challenge in life that I don't know I'm, about. I'm sure there are degrees to that, and I, he obviously wasn't where his bathroom stunk. But I'm sure there were some places along the way where, you know, he went through some of that. But I guess it goes back to Rocky and in another one of the scenes where he says it's not about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you get hit. It ain't about how hard you get hit. How about how hard you hit? It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. If you know what you're worth, go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not point your finger at him and her and say, you're not where you want to be because of him and her. This is what cowards do, and that ain't you. <laughs> you're better than that. <laughs> you're my son, and I'm always going to love you. But you, until you start believing in yourself, you're never going to have a life. Don't forget to say hi to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that that is exactly, exactly the way it is. Yeah, the way man. it was. Uh, but that's what I mean. Those, if you have to have, you had to have some struggle to succeed, right? Uh, and, and like, the, but what you said is is also true. The degree of the struggle. I think that. I, I mean, like again, I don't know Bill Gates, but I think his degree of struggle was different than right. Like I said, I don't think his degree was my bathroom stinks. But you know, yeah. I'm sure he had some rough moments. Yeah, but that that, that yeah, man, dude. I'm a, since we're on Stallone, I gotta give this an honorable mention. Um, that scene in fucking Rocky Balboa, when he goes to to the to go see Paulie, uh, and Paulie's like, Rocco, nobody's giving you no title shot. Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want one. Would you mad because he took down your statue? No. Are you, are you mad because, you know, you, you, you need money? If you want money, hang a sign over your set for $5. Punch me, you'll make big money. <laughs> no. Are you mad because Adria left? She didn't leave, Paulie. She died. Okay, 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 Rock. You know, I never knew it was supposed to be this hard. Sometimes you know, it's hard to breathe. It's going to be okay, Rock. Is it? You know, just, Rocco. I, I, I got a job here. Hey, Paul, you want to come watch me train? Rocky, remember you said if you stick around in a place too long, you become that place? This is all I got. I understand. Take care, Rocco. Uh, just, just, just Stallone's... 
<laughs> Your time is hard to be. Just, dude, I, that, that scene chokes me that, up, man. Uh, that is honestly, out of all the rock, that's one of the best scenes where you, you felt like connected to the dude. Like right. you, you understood he, he actually, the pain that he was having. Because the other pain, he, you felt his loss. That's, right. that's the way I should say it. And he, right. actually, he actually presented that well right. and in the character. Dude, I, and this is why I do give him such good credit. That's not an easy character for people to bond with. It's it's it's. Uh, I think it is though. You do because I again it, it, at the end of the day, on a human level, it's about a guy who's faced tragedy, adversity, loss, you know, pain, and I think that's most people's lives. But in pain the, and failure. But he's not. He's maybe he maybe you're right maybe you're right maybe he is a better representative than that but he doesn't represent he he's not the everyday guy he's he's a little off he's a little you know he's been punched a lot he's had he's he's not the guy that you know who's going to connect with you about loss of my wife I disagree dude you think so yes yeah I might be off on yes, this one I think you way off because I, I, the more I'm listening to you the more I'm, I'm questioning I, my I, yeah because again this is a dude like if you if you 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 relate more to him than you could Jordan Belfort yeah like, like when you use Bill Gates as, as an example again no one reaches success without a little bit of eating shit first but you know you look at Bill Gates it's hard to even think you could relate to his story Rocky is the dude in every ghetto. Rocky is the guy in every trailer park. Rocky is the guy making minimum wage that can barely keep his lights on. That's most of America. Yeah, but the character when he lost his wife, he's already successful now. And that trailer park guy that becomes super successful, that's not an, that's a different character to relate to as well. Yeah, I mean, because the trailer park dude, he probably lost his wife and his teeth. Uh, I'm not trying to be a dick, but you're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it's an interesting character. I think that he's probably one of the, because he wrote that character, knows who that character is, he's one of the few people that I think could pull that character off. Even though it's based on, is it based on like a couple boxers? No. No. I thought no. he based on, not based, not not took their life story, but based it on some things. Chuck Webner. That was it? That was it. That's the only that's, one. That's the only one. Did you see ever see the Lords of Flatbush? No, man, you're missing out early. Dude, I'm, I'm trying to love. tell you, man, a lot of '70s shit, comedically and uh, drama wise. I need to, I need to, I need to tighten up. I need to tighten up. We're, we're going to do more of these then with the. Yeah, we got to go to that because, genre. Because we got to go. We got to go '70s because because again, if we if we went '70s, <clears throat> you would leave me in the dust. Well, it would be a Lamborghini versus Fiat, nigga. I wouldn't stand a chance because I just. Don't know those movies. But what would be good about us doing those is that we do have a, 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 a we have a good chunk of our audience is is younger who who missed out on those movies. So it would be nice to bring these 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 pieces back. But I also think we got a good chunk of the, of the audience who knows those movies. Yeah, and they'll they'll be into it as well. Right. But I I really liked when because uh, someone sent me uh, a thing uh, and they said one of the movies we should uh, take a look at is uh, Clockwork Orange, which is a movie I grew up on. I, heard, I thought I heard of that before. I thought um, it was like, like a chick flick. No, man. Clockwork Orange is nothing like that. It's Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell. Uh, and uh, it is, uh, it's a Stanley Kubrick movie. It is great. It, it, it's a very interesting movie. An interesting movie to the times. that it. It's one of those movies that every 
generation it still relates to. You said McDowell. Who is it? Malcolm McDowell. I think Malcolm it's McDowell. McDowell. Yeah. Oh shit! I thought you meant Michael McDonald. No, no, no. I'm gonna be uh no this it, it's a very interesting movie but like that that's a movie that i think people would uh um could see uh right. again and and go okay yeah that's interesting but right. we, we need to look at some of those all right y'all are we there we're there right oh yeah we're there okay all right y'all that was part one of our movie scene review as you see i think we only uh uh reviewed three movies uh of course because yo man you know we talk about one movie, damn near for forty-five minutes. So, uh, yeah, we go. We go hit y'all with a part two next week. All right, boys and gals. See you next week. Uh, real quick, you got any promo? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, please. And we're supposed to do this at the beginning of this too. Were we? Yeah, because it's important so that the people tune out. We can they can still get us. We're but uh, we're uh, Spearsburg Pod um, on all of our social medias. Uh, th- we have a new um, email too, which is Spearsburg Pod. At gmail.com, I think it is. Do we? Yeah. Okay. I think it's gmail.com. I'm, I'm going to verify that. You, uh, keep you keep keep doing it the way you're doing, but I'm going to verify it to make sure. But uh, And we're also going to be in West Palm in um, two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. Uh, Christmas. Christmas, yes. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. I'm not even going to be with the family because I got none. I think Tara wanted me to go. Oh, did she really? Yeah, uh, I'm, Dude, I'm about to come out this motherfucking sweatshirt because between this sweatshirt, this hat, and this lamp, <laughs> I am sitting right in the set in the Sierra Desert, well, or somewhere in Africa. I'm going to ask the uh, the um, uh, West Palm Improv if they could have Chinese food that night, so I could feel like a real Jewish Christmas. Oh, is that what? Jews eat on Christmas? Yeah, they, that's the only restaurants open on Christmas. Okay, well, shit, I might be able to join you. Yeah, we'll have Chinese. We have that Jewish Christmas with Chinese food and. Yeah, I never Duke had a, the Jewish Chinese Christmas. That's what. That's, that's it right there. Matzo balls and dim sum. Dude, we've got to mix. You got to mix them cultures. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we go, uh, coming up to you right now. This is from my man, Music Harris. Uh, Instagram and Facebook is at Music Harris. Um, he did not send me what the name of the song is. Uh, so $10, a lot of money to you. Uh, but Music Harris, y'all, at M-U-S-I-C-K-H-A-R-R-I-S. Enjoy. Desire. Strongly wish for or want something to happen. Baby, I can't help myself. I've been feeling for your body, girl Thinking about you riding, baby Oh, all over your body Kissing and freaking in the showers I just gotta be honest, baby Reminisce how you call my name Cause baby, I'm not playing no games I just gotta have it, baby Turn me into an addict, baby Oh, I Let's go.
Sur le bébé.